you looking to blaze the trail and build or expand your business empire? Welcome to She's Building Her Empire, a place of motivation, inspiration, and innovative business strategies to help increase your income and more importantly, your impact. Follow your purpose while building your empire with your host and business coach, Stacey Tushel. Hey there, and welcome to She's Building Her Empire. This is episode 148. I'm your host, Stacey Tushel, and on today's show, we have Josh Elledge from Upend PR. Now, Josh actually has his first business, is called Savings Angel, and it's one of the nation's leading experts on consumer savings. Since then, Josh has built an additional business called Upend PR. He is my go-to PR guy. He's going to share a lot of stuff today. He has been on over 1,500 media appearances, TV, radio, you name it. Josh, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here today. Stacey, thank you so much. Yeah, no, I'm so excited. My audience is going to be blown away because it's just incredible, the knowledge that you're going to share with us, how you get on 1,500 appearances, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah, this will very much be a take notes kind of, I'm going to give you a lot of action items, a lot of resources. So get ready because here they come. I like it. Okay. So first fill us in just a little bit more about your story, how you Mm -hmm. got started, how you kind of had, you started with one business, you're in this one as well. Fill us in. Sure. So about 10 years ago, I had been working in internet marketing myself and and started a company and that company was Savings Angel. And it was completely out of need because my dear wife and I were going through our budget and just trying to find ways to be a little bit more smart with our money. And we got to the line item for groceries and I turned to my wife and I'm like, how much do we spend at the grocery store? Maybe like $400, $500 a month. And she laughed at me. She's like, are you kidding? We spend like $800 or more every single month. And I'm like, that is a big ticket item. That is a lot of money. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, you know, we've all heard of like people who have found ways to kind of crack the code, uh, yep. you know, whether it's couponing or something like that. But anyway, they figured out how to cut their grocery bill in half. And so I just began a quest. And this was 10 years ago. I read every single book I could on the subject of like how to cut your grocery bill in half. And it comes out, there's two ways you can do it. Number one is you can grow all your own food. And then that really wasn't an option for me. I've just had abysmal success at that. And I just didn't see with my busy schedule and my dear wife's busy schedule that that was really going to be realistic for us. Number two would be that you have to use coupons, but use them in a very smart way. So when the coupons come out, that doesn't mean that you just clip them and then you run to the store and you use them. That would actually be very bad to do that. Wouldn't make any sense to do that because you'd end up buying products you don't normally buy and you really wouldn't save that much money. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that when a really high value coupon comes out, you have to time that coupon with a really, really great local sale. And that could be at a number of different local stores. Sometimes it's Walgreens, CVS, you know, in our area, we've got Publix. We started Savings Angel in West Michigan. So Meyer was a really big uh, chain that that we work with, but that's the way you do that. So let's say, so Cheerios go on sale for 50% off. Then you have a $1.50 coupon. We end up getting your Cheerios for 50 cents a box. And so if you can buy several boxes at 50 cents a piece, then you end up just save, you know, let's say you buy like six boxes, you might save yourself $20, $25 or more right. just on that one product. That doesn't sound like a lot by itself, but if you consider yeah. that you save that amount of money on everything you do, yeah. boom, that's how you've now saved three, $400 at the month, a month at the grocery store. So we turned that into a membership-based business and that was 10 years ago. We've now done over $5 million in sales. Unbelievable. 
Yeah, brought way more value to our members than we've ever, because we charge like $3.99 a week. I was just going to say, right. Absolutely. You're saving them millions and millions of dollars. Oh yeah. So I love what we do. Very cool. So now how did you go from that to the PR industry? Well, so it was interesting story. So when we launched Savings Angel, I had no money. I mean, we were, I was in the process of losing my position with the other company. So I, like, how do you grow a company when you have no money? And you have to do a lot of sweat equity, but you need exposure. So how do you get a lot of exposure? Well, I had a background in working in the media for five years. I was a Navy, a journalist in the United States Navy. I owned a small newspaper, a small town newspaper for a couple of years. So I knew that world pretty well. And so I approached radio stations, newspapers, news Mm -hmm. magazines, TV, like anywhere I could, any outlet I could. And I said, look, I would love to advertise, but I don't have a budget for it. But could I contribute content? And, you know, I knew enough about the vocabulary and kind of the way of the world that I had some confidence in what I was asking for. And enough of them said yes, that I ended up getting a lot of free advertising. And that turned into a lot of exposure and right. we became very successful. So I started teaching our system. I mean, okay. You know, today, as you mentioned, you know, I write a syndicated newspaper column. That's over a million readers every week. I do TV in 75 markets, two to four times a month. That's what we do for advertising. Okay. I, and, and locally, now we live in Orlando. I've gone into my local Fox affiliate over... 500 times now. So I started teaching other startups and entrepreneurs, business owners, how to do what we do, because there's really, there's an art and a science to it. You can't just show up and just start pitching yourself and you're going to be accepted. You won't. Oh my Um, goodness. Absolutely. And I can't wait till I ask you those questions. There is like a rhyme and reason behind it all. So yeah. Yeah. And the words you use, your tone, like your authority, like everything really plays into this because a lot of people have had that experience of saying, well, Josh, I tried PR and it didn't really work. And I asked them what they did. And I said, let me just tell you exactly why that didn't work out. Yeah. So as a result, so I started teaching teaching this. And I just started getting inundated with requests from other entrepreneurs saying, you have to help me do this. And we have had some really amazing success with some of our clients. We've gotten them, we've got reality TV shows lined up for clients. We've gotten, I mean, one client got over 55 media mentions in one month alone. I mean, they're just getting everywhere. I mean, like major, major publications too. So it's really, really exciting to help generate not so much just exposure, but exposure then ultimately that ends up becoming sales, traffic, revenue, expansion. That is so exciting. Yeah. And that's a big one too. I'm going to write a note because I want to dive into that too. We don't want just want visibility. We want to make sure when we have the visibility, it turns into something. Yeah. Otherwise you're just doing it for your ego. There's no point in that. (laughs) Right. Okay. So I want to know what do we need to kind of get together before we start reaching out to people? Because I know there's probably a list of things we need to do before we start pitching. Yeah, absolutely. So if I were to, you know, and I do this when I speak on this subject and, and I tell people, I would say, for the next five, 10 minutes, I want you to go do PR stuff. Okay. And, and I make them sweat for a little bit and they say, okay, well, what were you planning on doing? Most of them say, I don't know. I was just going to like email some really popular people or, you know, I was just going to maybe send a Twitter message to some journalist or something. And I say, well, again, that might not work out so well. Chances are it probably wouldn't work out well because we've all had emails that come to us or messages that come to us and we don't really know the person, but they're asking for something. And as busy entrepreneurs or and or influencers, 
we look at those requests and we say, gosh, I'm really busy right now. I'm really busy today. Do I have the time to respond to this person? All journalists do the same thing. And so what indicators, what cues do you give them that lead them to believe that this would be really, really smart for them to reply to you? Well, we've worked it out and we've, I've done a lot of research, I've done a lot of questioning and, and investigating, and I've boiled it down to kind of the three things that most producers and people within the media, they're going to gauge very, very quickly whether or not to engage with you. Right. Because again, I want you to be very successful when you pitch the media. Otherwise, there's no point in blasting out a press release if no one's going to do it. I mean, it's just a waste of money. It's a waste mm-hmm. of time. People see you as a spammer. Just don't do that. So assuming your pitch is really solid, and that's yeah. kind of a separate subject in and of itself, but you know, kind of beyond that, like assuming your email is good, they're going to look at three things. So number one is they're going to look in your signature and they're going to click on your website and they're going to look at it. So important to have a signature because some people don't even do that part. Oh, come on. I mean, it's like you're not even trying at that point. You know, <laughs> if you don't have a link to your website and your social media right. and your signature, okay. you really just, I mean, you got to fix that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah. So link to your website so we can check you out. And so, and I say we, because I do the same thing as a journalist myself. So we look at their website and entrepreneurs, listen, you just have to bite the bullet. You are going to have to invest in great design. Stacey, you do a phenomenal job of making those investments in Mm -hmm. great design, a great, well-run website. If we go to your website and it looks like it was designed like three, four years ago and you scroll down to the bottom and sure enough, it says like copyright 2014. It's like, that's an immediate indication that while yeah, you might know what you're talking about. You're not real serious about your brand and your business. Right. So your website needs to be responsive. It needs to represent you very, very well. That's number one. And number two would be that most professional journalists and influencers they're going to do a quick Google search for you. So you need to make sure that you're managing your digital reputation. Now, how do you improve your digital reputation? Well, the best thing to do is just to follow Stacy's example. You can, you can Google Stacy Tushel right now, and I can tell you exactly what you're going to find because mm-hmm. Stacy has been... I'm speaking to you, but I'm also speaking to persons <laughs> listening and watching us. Yeah. But Stacey, you have been, you know, you've been out there and you've been in service. Similarly, if you Google my name, Josh Elledge, go ahead and do it. I can tell you exactly what you're going to find. You're going to find a ton of media. You're going to find a ton of work that I've done with bloggers, podcasters, and, and I believe in service. Serve, mm-hmm. Google will reward you for being a giver. And lest you think that I want you to do guest blogging and I want you to send out all these emails saying, I want to guest blog on your blog and all I ask for is a link back. That's completely contrary to what I want you to do. I want you to go in service as a fan and an authority on your very specific niche. And I don't want you to ask for anything. I just want you to produce content, give it away, serve out of the goodness of your heart and don't ask for anything back. And here's what's going to happen. Influencers and other bloggers, they will reward you. And they'll, re- because they're professionals, they're, right. but you have to give them the space to do that. You can't ask for stuff back. It's just very unprofessional. Finally, number three, Stacy, is that you need to make sure that obviously you've got a, a professional LinkedIn profile, but that's all I really need to say about that is just yeah. make sure it's professional. And then finally, you know, part of that number three is Twitter. Twitter, they're going to check your social media and Twitter is the 
absolute oh. number one go-to platform for all things journalism. I mean, when you're interacting yeah. with journalism, look, I don't, journalists, I don't care if you hate Twitter. You can hate Twitter. You can hate the telephone, but you're still going to use the phone right. as a means of yeah. communication. Mm-hmm. So but what that means, though, is that you do need to invest a little bit of time and effort into making sure that you at least look somewhat credible and have a, just a little bit of authority on Twitter. And if you'll do that, uh, it will it will carry you a long way. Matter of fact, at the end of this conversation, with your permission, I'm going to give away a gift that will basically tell you exactly Perfect. how to become an authority on Twitter. It's okay. I love it. I have absolutely rocked that down to a science. Okay, great. I'm excited. Yeah, and I <laughs> think I think they'll need to hear this too because I think most of us think we need to be on Facebook right? We're not necessarily thinking that Twitter is our go-to place. So I think that is really, really huge there. I think Twitter is going to be a great access for them because they're thinking Facebook, right? They're thinking that we need to be on Facebook and do everything. We need to be everywhere, but we need to be professional. And if you still have yeah. personal profiles, be very careful about that because they're going to look at that too. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you will be judged by it and mm-hmm. judged very harshly. And here's the thing. You'll never know why they didn't respond to you. But I can tell you that in most cases, you didn't pass the smell test. And Mm. that's the smell test, basically, those three things that I share. Perfect. So we've got everything, we're we're getting everything together, right? We all of a sudden start to feel like our presence looks great. Now, what do we do when we actually go to pitch them? Right. So there's a couple of ways to do this. One way doesn't work out very well, uh, but unfortunately, it's a way that many entrepreneurs do that. And it's just called the, you know, kind of the spray and pray method where you're just like, well, I'm just going to blast everyone I can. Mm. And it's not going to be very personalized and just hope that it turns into something. I'll just play the numbers. It's a very amateur way of doing it. Nobody's going to respond to you. Mm-hmm. Really, nobody, they just don't need you that badly. Yeah. And also, if they can read in your pitch that you're just trying to sell your stuff, mm-hmm. then again, that is it's a huge red flag. And I can tell you, I mean, I, I've done a lot of morning TV. So I know kind of morning TV producer is exactly like what they're looking for in a pitch. And you know what? Job number one needs to be you are providing value to their audience. That's mm. number one. Absolutely. Hey, the mention of your product or service, that's ancillary. I mean, that's if the very end, look, you'll be able to share where people can find out more information right. about you, but it is completely inappropriate for you to get on. We've all seen interviews like that. Well, on page 33 of my new book, you too can become a winner. You'll discover the secrets. It's like everybody just like reaches for the remote or reaches for their finger and sticks it down their throat. I mean, we just don't like that. People don't like being sold to. If you have a heart of service, you will find that PR will come very, very easy to you. Mm -hmm. So what this means is that you need to create a segment, create an outline, create some notes, some bullet points, the foundation of an article or segment or how whatever it is that would be valuable for the audience. Mm-hmm. Now, it should also rely upon a hook. And a hook may be something that might be trending right now, something that you know, people are talking about, something that's on the calendar, you know, just something that's relevant to what people care about right now. And if you can do that, you know, we, another term for that is newsjacking, where you're just finding stuff that's just starting to take off, okay. like in terms of like what people are talking about. I mean, watch Reddit for your, your subject and you'll find lots of ideas mm-hmm. because okay. generally like stuff that trends starts on Reddit before anywhere else. 
So you can, you know, maybe it's a popular conversation and it just blows up and you're like, wow, I really need to turn that into an article. But you also need to own the fact and a lot of, I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs deal with the imposter syndrome where we think, you know, who am I? You know, I don't have the authority to talk on this. Oh yeah, you do. Because right now you probably specialize in a very specific niche subject. And if you spend more than a few months like really just absorbing that sort of material and that subject, you begin teaching on it and talking about it. You're already in a position where you know more than 99.999% of the population. If you need someone, if if you need an excuse to, to be known as an expert, here we go just been designated an expert. It's kind of funny because I remember it wasn't, it wasn't a year, maybe about eight months into Savings Angel, someone asked me and I said, well, are, are you a consumer advocate? And I said, why, yes, I am a consumer advocate. <laughs> That's when I became a consumer advocate and a yeah. consumer expert. Someone asked me and I said, yeah, yeah, I, I am actually. <laughs> so there we go. If you needed to be known as a, an expert in whatever you do, you now have been given that authority. So says Josh. And I think sometimes, because I just had some client calls this week where they were going, well, I'm not yet ready yet to go pitch this or to teach this. I'm not an expert yet. And I'm like, okay, but do you know how to do this? Do you know how to do that? There are people willing to pay to learn how to do that. Oh, yeah. I think it just kind of depends on, you know, stop thinking about like the imposter syndrome holding you back. Think about, do you have something that others, it just doesn't come that naturally to them. I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. You know, and here's one thing that I've noticed too, is that people will pay for your confidence more so than even your expertise. A lot of times, you know, I deal with this all the time. You know, people will ask me about pitching media and pitching, doing this and that. And I say, yeah, it's easy. And they'd be like, wow. Okay. Well then, (laughs) you know, I didn't think it was easy. I'm like, yes, it is. If you do the right stuff and you use the right language and you know, you targeted who you're pitching to and you're, you know, but you know, a lot of times it's like, I've been there and done that a bunch of times. And so if you've had success with anything, you can teach people and you're willing to teach people how to also duplicate that people will pay for that. You know, I was just thinking like, you know, for example, my PR company is an LLC right now and I'm converting into an S corp. Well, I know how to do that. And I know why to do that. And I know all the advantages to having a separate corporation. I remember way back when spending a lot of money to learn about the advantages of an S corp over an LLC and, you know, kind of a lot of like tricks to the trade and like how to maximize your revenue. And I'm like, that was really valuable. So, I mean, even like a small skill, like how and why to incorporate, can people find that in an article? Yes, they can. However, an article doesn't hold their hand and say, don't worry about it. Look, I'm going to help you. I'm going to teach you everything I know when you have questions, I'm going to answer those questions, you know, just to know that they're not alone in this thing. Right. Not everyone likes the DIY solution. You know, I just oh hired. Oh goodness, definitely. Another, I am not a DIY. That's for sure. No, I hired a web dev. I, look, I know web. I've been doing web development since the '90s. Occasionally, I have issues that you know what, all I have to do is Google it and I can research and fix it. And I have to do some experimenting and it might take me an hour or two. It is not worth it for me. Even though I can do that, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. The, Michael Gerber, right? The number one job of a business owner is to grow your business. And if you're spending your time you know, on all these little details, just because you're trying to save money, look, you might save a little bit of money, but ultimately you're not making more money. If you're yeah. always just like sticking 
sticking your finger, you know, plugging up holes in the dike, but you're not really building the, you know, rebuilding the dam, then you're not moving forward. We need to move you forward. And the way to move forward is to grow your business. You need more exposure. You need better conversion. And that's really it. I mean, if you look at where money comes from in a business, it's how many exposures you can get times your conversion rate. And so those are the two variables you really need to work on. And so sometimes that means, you know, on the conversion side, better software, optimize your your sales pages better, you know, that it's really worth some great investment working on your copy. And yeah. then on the exposure side, I'm a believer that exposure is everything because you don't you will never have enough meaningful data unless you get a lot of exposure. And meaningful data, nobody's a fortune teller in business. I don't care how brilliant you think you are. You don't know what the market wants. And most entrepreneurs, Stacey, I know you've found this out too. You start because you think, well, there's a need in the marketplace. And so you provide a service. And then as you're doing it, you find out, oh my gosh, you know, there people want Mm -hmm. this. And it might be slightly different. So when we launched Upend PR, I thought everyone would just want to learn to do it themselves. But, you know, 95% of our income comes from amazing business owners who are very good at what they do, but they want a little bit more personal help to help them to really create big successes. And of course, we can do that more efficiently than, you know, just about anybody. So, you know, we started becoming more full service as a PR firm. Great. Yeah. And I love the different options that you have too, because there is a different need for every person that comes through your door. Like you said, I mean, I am not the do it yourself. If I would go to your website and just see that I would probably go to the next person. Right. I mean, so it it is nice to have those options. So I like that. Yeah. I don't want to become a PR expert. I just, I want someone telling me, do this, do this, do that, do that. Hey, whoa, success. Very nice. Thank you for that. Our return on investment. Yeah, definitely. Now let's talk about starting on a budget. Like how do we start doing this? You know, is there a way to get on these, on these shows for the first time, right? What happens if I've never been on a show before? How do I get started if I have no credibility, right? Yeah. Boy, do I love that question. So a lot of people, like when sometimes when we take on a new client, they say, uh, I just had one. And they're like, well, I really love to get on the Today Show. I understand it's not going to happen this month, but maybe next month. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, how much TV have you done already? And they'd be like, well, I mean, not much. You know, I just did one little thing. I'm like, that's not going to be enough. And so Look, you can pay your way to get on to major, major media outlets. When I say it's expensive, it's like it would make your jaw drop. It's $800,000 to a New York City PR firm, and they can probably make a connection to probably get you on the Today Show, no guarantees. For most businesses, that is a lot of risk, Mm -hmm. and your ROI probably will not be be there at that level. Yeah. So how do you get really, really big media or how do you get started? Well, you need to start in your local market, of course, first. Now, if you live in a market like Chicago or LA, you might have to go out to the burbs. You might have to identify smaller niche outlets. And so I'd recommend you do that. So to get really, really good at interviewing. You need to do lots of interviews. And so I would look and try to find really small podcasters, like podcasters that are actively producing, but they probably have like maybe 50, 100 listeners. It doesn't matter. Do it anyway. Number one, it's going to be practice. Number two, it's networking. Number three, you never know who's going to be listening in that audience. And number four, that's going to help with your digital reputation. So I'd say go for it. You know, absolutely do that. So again, I want you to focus on small, small, small outlets. However, 
they might be a little bit, uh, they might be very targeted, however. So you really want to look for industry outlets might really, you know, you might look at the concentration of that audience and say, wow, these are my people. These are people that would eventually buy my product. So I would definitely focus on them. Again, let's assume that you've already done the three things that I talked about, like your branding and everything, like you're, you're looking really, really good. Okay. I want you to have, I want you to be spinning a lot of plates. And when you land one, here's the thing, getting the media placement and it publishing and it being out there, some people might look at that and say, okay, cross the finish line on that one. No, 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 no. You're only halfway there. Mm -hmm. And so when something airs, something publishes, that's when the work really begins. Because what you want to do now, the most important thing that you get, in my opinion, out of a media placement with a new media outlet, with a new reporter, new producer, the most important thing you get is the relationship. Yes. You now have, you now know somebody at, you know, WXYZ mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. And so now you have a relationship. Now you can go back to the well, assuming you had a great performance, right? right? And here's another reason why I don't want you to go too big too fast, because if you stink it up, like if, if you are come across as nervous, untrustworthy, you got shifty eyes, you know, whatever. I, we do a lot of training, yeah. like on media training, where we talk about likability and, you know, how to come across as confident and, you know, everything from your body posture to how you respond to the interviewer's questions. That's all really important stuff that's, you know, we teach all of that. And so you want to make sure that you're doing well because, if you can get a bunch of interviews under your belt, then you're just going to perform well. I mean, you can make the difference, Stacey, between going on TV and end up getting like maybe 10 book sales yeah. versus 200 or 300 book sales. Your performance on screen can make that big of a difference. Yeah. So it's really- and honestly, I, I've only been doing this for about a year. So I started in January with my own podcast and I started getting on other people's podcasts. Yeah. I cannot tell you the difference, the confidence. It's such a skill to be able to have a a conversation back and forth knowing you are being recorded and who knows how many people will see it, right? Yeah. So I do feel like it is a skill. It is not something that comes natural to most of us. So you have to practice. So you just got to get out there and get started. Yeah. And you know, if you do ultimately see, I love TV because it's not as competitive as other things. I, so the two things I really love TV. And I really love finding lots of small niche podcasts Mm -hmm. and doing interviews with them. Don't ease off on the big guys and gals. They get hit up all the time and they have a very good point. Believe. Well, and a lot of times it's just their friends that they have. I mean, they have such amazing peers that they can interview people they already know, right. That are very credible. So it is a lot of connections and who knows who. So you kind of, you have to work your way up, I think to some of those. They're just, yeah, you're right. They're just glad handing themselves all the time. <laughs> okay. But so how do we get in these tight inner circles? Because everybody's connected. Everybody knows everybody. So fill us in. How do we do that? Yeah. So how do you get to sit at the cool kids table? <laughs> yes. Well, let me tell you how to do it. All right. Because again, I'll give you a couple of examples as well. Everybody who's successful knows that they are protective of who they kind of let their inner circle because mm-hmm. they always want to you know, be networking with those people 
people who have the greatest, you know, new thought and, you know, thought leadership, that sort of thing. For example, like I remember the first podcast movement, you know, in the world of podcasting, I was pretty much a nobody. You know, I had created success otherwise, but my first podcast movement, this, this conference I went to, I remember just kind of milling about and like, I don't really know anybody here. But by this time, the second one came out, I had done made a lot of connections over that year. And so podcast movement number two, you know, I had, I had a lot of peers. Podcast movement number three, I was a speaker at, and I had a line of people wanting to talk to me. So- Okay. I want to stop you there. So people are going, okay, well, I'm going to speak at podcast movement. You just heard Josh say it took him year three to actually Mm -hmm. get there. Right? So I think people just assume this is going to happen very fast. And if it doesn't, okay, moving on to the next one, but it's time to build. It really does. I heard somebody say that they built a relationship with Pat Flynn for two years before they were allowed to be able to get on his show. And it is a lot of just building and building that trust. Because like you said, I am protective of my community and I want to make sure that I vet my people before they come on the show. So I know that they deliver. So it's not like they're being, you know, they're at this level and you're here. It's making sure that you're a good fit for their audience. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you get FaceTime with them? Well, there's a few things that you can do. Obviously, a lot of these folks have, you know, they have things that you can join. They've got things that you can be a part of. If you're a member of their community and you really spend extra time and you be of service to other people in their community, you're going to stand out for doing that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that means that you have to make some investments. You know, you have to, you know, make a decision on that, but it may be very well worth it. One investment that we made is that uh, my wife on a cruise. It was a podcasting cruise. And on that cruise, I mean, there were some really, really big names. So we looked at it as an investment. It was a nice vacation too. But out of that, you know, I ended up, you know, I got uh, interviews on Mixergy with Andrew Warner, which was just amazing. $100 MBA with Omar and Nicole. Eventually, it was interesting. I kind of bumped into John and Kate, Entrepreneur on Fire, I had a little bit of FaceTime with them previously, but spent a lot more time, particularly with Kate, because everybody's always, you know, everyone's always crowding around John. But, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, do you guys have a press kit on your site? Because last time I looked, I didn't notice one. And they're like, no, we have a media kit. I'm like, oh yeah, press kit's a little bit different. Look, I would be happy to, to design one for you for free. And, and the reason why I'd love to do that is really as a thank you, because I've just appreciated what you've taught and the thought leadership that you've done so much. I, I really would just love to do this as, as a way of saying thanks. Now, what I just did there, I'm going to tell you right now, that is like the secret formula. I was for saying, getting that was brilliant. What you yeah. Did. Right. So you approach them as an authority, but also as a fan, right? And so I know this one very specific thing very, very well. And I found a way that I could help you. And the reason why I want to help you is not because I want access to your audience. Like if they sense that you're just doing it just to you know, get in front of their audience, they're going to be really apprehensive. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be very authentic about that. And then, you know, and then go ahead and, you know, offer to be of service. So, you know, we ended up putting, you know, maybe it was a few hundred dollars of labor and work and time into producing that for them. We made it available, gave it to them free of charge. And wouldn't you know, that led to an invitation to, and I didn't ask for it, Yeah, I, but that did lead to an invitation to appear on Entrepreneur on Fire, which I was very, very grateful. And of course, you know, when you have those opportunities, then, you know, it's, you want to be of service. You want to make sure that, that your content is always really, really good. And, you know, my benchmark is, you know, anytime I do a placement is I envision in my mind, it's like, okay, 
I want to give $20,000 worth of value in this interview. And so in my mind, that really helps me pare down what is the most important information. I know a lot of stuff. What is the most important information I can give this audience so that they can profit the most from that? And so that really helps me distill down my message. Yeah, I love it. And I love the way that you're really saying, okay, you had nothing to do. You had you did not talk about getting on his show, nothing. No. I think it's just, it's building relationships. It's investing, like you said. So a lot of times you may go to an event, not even to really hear the expert talk. You might be there just to get in the room with the people that are going to give you those connections. So sometimes it's all about networking and really, and networking. I hate that word because I feel like what we think of networking, like, oh, hand your business card out. No, no, no. Like have a real conversation, engage, interact. Like that is key when you're at those events. Yeah. And so you're constantly going around finding out how can I bring value to everybody that I meet? And so it's, it's such a better way of doing events. Okay. So anyway, let's jump back into just kind of recap a little bit of spending money at events, but it it comes back. Mm, Yeah, for sure. I make a ton of money when I go to events. And uh, just like you mentioned, I really, really don't go for the the sessions. I might pop into some rooms, but I am there to be of service. I'm there to, you know, ask people what they're working on. What are they, what are they trying to accomplish? And then if I know something that might be of help, you know, I share that with them. Now, as a result, I mean, I probably listen to a couple of hours of podcasts a day on average. I'm constantly learning and growing and you know trying to absorb more information why so that I can be more and more helpful to other people. Yeah. Love uh, it. So yeah, so I find that if I can go to an event and I can end up really spending some meaningful time with maybe 50 60 people and providing them a lot of value, you know what? At least 5 or 6 of those people are going to be like, "Josh, For I want to sure. hire you." Absolutely. Well, Josh, this has been so good. Where can my listeners find more about you, about your products, programs, fill us in? Oh, sure. Well, you can Google me. Um, you can just Google my name. Uh, I can tell you exactly what you're going to find. Uh, otherwise, you know, connect with me on Twitter. I love Twitter. I'm at Josh Ellidge, J-O-S-H-E-L-L-E-D-G-E. And remember that free gift I offered? Yes. Ah, here it is. Okay. okay. So I sell a course. It's a $99 course. I'm going to give it to you for free. There's nothing for sale. Don't worry. It's not one of those deals, but it's my Twitter publicity mastery course. It's Perfect. awesome. It's four videos. It's going to tell you how to become an authority on Twitter. It's very easy. I use a lot of tools. I use a lot of resources and okay. we're going to automate the process for you, making authority on Twitter, help you get connected with about anyone you want. And we're going to give you the Twitter make friend button. Now to get that, you need to go to upendpr.com forward slash empire. Perfect. And it's, if it asks you for a coupon code, use the word empire. Okay. And that will make sure that that $99 product is free for you only because you got to the very end of this conversation. So obviously you're someone who is pretty serious about business success. Yeah. Great. And you guys go check it out. Josh has been just over delivering everything that I've done with him. So I know this is going to be phenomenal. So definitely check it out. Check out Josh. And thank you so much for being here today. This was so fun. And before you go, I want to thank one of our sponsors. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible is my go-to audiobook of choice, and I listen to my Audible app every day. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to check out their services. To download your free audiobook, go to audibletrial.com forward slash her empire. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash her empire for your free trial today. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of She's Building Her Empire. Be sure to join the free Facebook community at she'sbuildingherempire.club. For more free content, videos, and rock-solid business advice to build your purposeful business and take it to the next level, please visit she'sbuildingherempire.com. We look forward to helping you build your empire, create an everlasting impact, and live the life of your dreams. Until next time.